welcome back to the child of god podcast and happy new years to everyone listening right now and to those who are not um i just hope that god blesses you with amazing new year with a time to grow have new opportunities um live in the purpose that he has given you um and just because it's new year's doesn't mean that you just start doing those things even in the middle of the year you keep doing those things even every day after next year you keep doing these things but you just continue to live and try to be a better person every day now from the title of this episode we are kind of starting something new um and we are going into this different perspective right now and I just want to start off by saying that I had the realization that I am a lot of things, but one of those things is a hater. I am most definitely a hater, and let me just tell you why. I've been in the book of Jonah for a while now, and I've been realizing that there is a lot of themes that I never picked up as a child when I was reading Jonah. And when people were reading Jonah to me, when I was reading the Jonah Bible stories, and there is a lot of context behind the story of Jonah. And so with that being said, today we're going to go through the context of what it means to read Jonah. So basically we're getting the background story before we get to the real full-blown drama-filled story, because some of these Bible stories be drama filled period um and so basically the reason why i did this was because i realized that jonah is me jonah is probably you i mean and even though sometimes we obviously don't want to hear ourselves or the negative qualities or characteristics about ourselves sometimes we need it for a rude awakening on just how far and how close we can get to god by acknowledging our current stance um and so sometimes when I've been looking at myself and I look at other people and I see them and I'm just like, sometimes I, I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, are you really deserving? Are you like, do you really deserve like the love of God, the love of Christ? Do you, do you really plan on living your better life? And sometimes I don't even give people a chance. I don't give people a chance. Like God gives me a chance every day of my life. And so it's a bit hypocritical and it's a bit like jonah um and so basically our first thoughts when we were listening and reading the book of the jonah and the whale a fun nice story about a prophet who had a second chance with god and who um was swallowed by a whale and then he was spit back out and he went and he went to the city of nineveh and he preached the gospel, prophesied, and gave them the knowledge in which God told him to give them. And he, they changed their ways in 40 days and God saw it and God decided not to um, destroy Nineveh, right? I don't know if it was me as a child, but I only focused on the Jonah and the whale parts. I only focused on the redemption part. I only focused on how many people was saved the great miracle that jonah participated in and obviously that's good that's great actually focus on the positive focus on the good focus on being able to spread the message and the word of god use jonah as an example of that but also learn from jonah 
in his mistakes. Learn from Jonah in his stubbornness, in his selfishness, in his self-righteousness, in his um, being a hater. Learn from that as well because you don't want to be those things. And God had to teach Jonah multiple lessons so that he wouldn't be those things. And sometimes I wonder if God is teaching me those lessons right now so I don't become those things. And so that I can dwell in my second chances and preach the word or spread the gospel as much as I can, wherever I can, to those deserving or undeserving. Okay, so let's get into the context. So basically, who was Jonah really? Like who who was Jonah? Jonah was a Israelite prophet. Um, he was a cool guy, you know, regular, regular. He, I mean, he was well known throughout Israel as a prophet. Um, and who was Nineveh? Nineveh was a city, the main city of an Assyrian country under the king Jeroboam, I hope I pronounced that right, um, and they were sworn enemies to the Israelites. They were not happy with each other. The Assyrians, you know, was treating Israel, I'm not even going to say bad, like just horrible. Like they were wicked, as you saw in the Bible, they were filled with corruption and violence, um, and they just were, they were in a space where they weren't well-liked people, right? Um, and I don't know what was going on in 6th century BC. Like, I don't know what exactly was the the current space in Nineveh. But according to the Bible, it says that they didn't know right from wrong. Like, they didn't know, like, they left from right arm or hand. And so... They were doing wrong not knowing what they were doing. Or they were doing wrong not knowing that there was redemption. Um, and so, I'm not saying that is an excuse for their wrongs, but I think it being mentioned in the Bible was a good point to know that you have to let people know the word first before you judge them and their actions. You can't judge someone who doesn't know the redeeming love of God for their actions. But you can inform them. You can make them knowledgeable of the love of God. And know that God is, a, God is a God of a second chance, a third chance, a third chance. Did I say a third chance twice? Fourth chance. Um, and so basically, Jonah is in this space where he does not want to help anyone that he doesn't like. He is in this space where he is so stubborn that he doesn't want to listen to God. He doesn't want to listen to God because he doesn't like these people. And so Jonah has been represented in the past as this, just this prophet with a second chance, but he has overwhelmingly so many different characteristics than being someone that was forgiven. And so Jonah showing his personality throughout this story is when one he runs away shows his stubbornness two when he said that he he told when he was possibly thinking about running away he knew that he would have to save the city of Nineveh and he didn't want to like he didn't want to save a space that of people that 
one god noticed we're doing wrong but god also wanted to save them too and so this came from a space of prejudice honestly um jonah was prejudiced as well because the israelites did not like people outside of them they felt that they were chose they they were the chosen people of god but they didn't want anyone else to have the love of god which brings in the selfishness because you can't just hoard the love of god for yourself the love of god is not something that's hoarded it's something that's spread around the world and i wonder sometimes if our our representation as christians prevent us from making this an inclusive space because that's really what god was asking jonah to do include nineveh in the word of god sometimes i see like on social media and just in everyday life we as christians exclude people solely because we think that we know if they're good enough to be a christian there's no there's no there's no good enough besides repenting loving god and asking god for forgiveness and loving others and carrying out the commandments of god like there's no other stipulations here like we're not some um exclusive group or exclusive club that based on your your sins or the based on the way that you live your life we have the power to exclude you from god's word and so as we see in jonah he literally nineveh was a city of 120,000 people and jonah said or i don't know what jonah said and jonah basically was like yeah destroy that town destroy that city god they don't deserve redemption they don't reserve they don't deserve a second chance but how could how could jonah say they don't deserve a second chance when god has given israelites the israelites thousands of chances how can you say that someone doesn't deserve a second a third or a fourth chance when god has given you a fifth sixth and seventh chances it sometimes bewilder me because sometimes i say i say you but i really mean me like how can i say that the people who bullied me in the past they don't deserve a second chance how can i say that the people who don't like me now or who treat me negatively now they don't deserve a second chance that's not up to me all i can do is have the same grace for them that god has for me obviously loving your enemies absolutely difficult let me just tell you something it is probably one of the hardest things god has asked of us especially when someone hurts you especially when someone breaks your heart especially when you know they physically hurt you especially when they mentally verbally abuse you gaslight you it 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 covers all reins anyone that is your enemy who has done you bad it's so hard to truly love them and it's hard to forgive them it's hard for you to give them a second chance but let this be an encouragement to you that just how that person messes up so do you and you they might not mess up right now or you might not mess up with that relationship but you've messed up before You've messed up before. And same thing with Jonah. Jonah defying God's will, period. 
was disobe- disobedience and he needed a second chance from God. Before he even give gave anyone else a second chance, he needed a second chance. Which is amazing because that's usually how it works. And honestly, I think that it has a lot to do with being a hater as well is because he hated the idea of Nineveh receiving God's love, receiving redemption, receiving a second chance, but loved, loved the idea of him getting a second chance. And sometimes I've seen that within myself when I would get a, like a success and I would see someone like immediately right after me get that same success and it, it might even do they might even do better than my success or whatever I got or deemed as a success and I'm mad I'm literally furious I'm just like well god you just gave me that why are you giving them that too like how am I gonna shine when when they're gonna shine too like how 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 are people gonna see me when they see everyone else besides me like you keep blessing other people but the blessings that you give me are significantly smaller than those people so no one's gonna see me that's my ego talking that's my and when i say my ego i say like that's my like that's me hating because at the end of the day it doesn't matter who is blessed it doesn't matter who shines more it doesn't matter who is who is doing more than me or doing less than me and receiving more than me because regardless each of those situations are used for the glory of god which is all that matters as soon as i start getting into the sense of comparison compare compare comparing god's love with my with other people's blessings things go left and there are probably many other reasons why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He probably, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Nineveh. I mean, he's talking about violence. They didn't like the Israelites. Jonah could have been stoned to death. He might have not gone because of fear. But fear isn't a good excuse not to do God's will either, is it? It's not. And in a world where Christians are still prosecuted, in a world where there are other Christians that claim to be but are ruining the reputation um, of what it means to be a child of God. There, there are a lot of negative things that can happen. There is a there is fear in us, but God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He asks us to have faith, to know that he will provide, to know that he will protect, to know that he will secure us, and to have us live out our purpose, to know that whatever he is putting us through right now it's going to just birth even more greatness and blessings and just continue to bring glory to his name, not ours. And that's always something that I always talk about in the podcast because sometimes it's really, 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 really hard. Let me just say, it's hard to do the work of God and feel like you're going unnoticed. But God notices you. And if God notices you, my goodness, is that worth a 10 billion times more than it is if 15,000 Joe Schmoes recognize you? And like we saw in the story of Moses, Moses was absolutely terrified. He was fearful. He did not want to go and mess up, tongue-tied, 
felt completely incapable, but God exalted him among nations. And if that's his plan for you or me, then he'll do that for you or me. If that's not his plan, then just every day of breathing is good. And I know sometimes that's very hard to grasp. Not sometimes, all the time. It's very hard to grasp. But it's definitely something that is needed to grasp. And so in Jonah, Jonah was also, with prejudice comes judgment, like I said. And we already know how the judgment thing go. We can't judge anyone that we don't know. But also we can't judge anyone, period. Because like it says, don't, literally there's a whole log in your eye, which Jonah's log is stubborn, hater, judger, unforgiving, selfish, self-righteous. And he he's informed. That's, the, that's also a very big difference. He's informed. The splinter in anyone else's eye, in an uninformed eye, can change can change everything and i think sometimes we think that because we're more informed because we know the word of god that makes us better but really it just makes us more responsible we should be more responsible it doesn't make us better it makes us more responsible being informed makes you responsible to make the decisions that god wants you to make it being informed really tells you not to obey God. Jonah, who was informed, obeyed God and got a second chance. Nineveh, uninformed, deserved, like, Jonah, sh I mean, should have believed that they deserved a second chance because he just got his second chance. Honestly, Jonah got like four chances in this, in this, um, in this whole chapter, in this whole book of Jonah. And so, at the end, when their lives were saved, when God didn't destroy the city and Jonah was angry, he was a hater. Because he didn't want God to bless anyone else but the Israelites. But God is here for everyone. God's love is stretched across the universe, the world, the universe. He's going to create a way that everybody in the world has a chance to redemption and that's through jesus christ who died on the cross for us and so hopefully today understanding the context of jonah before we get into the verses and talking about like just the wildness of this story and how miraculous this story truly is um i hope you enjoy this i hope this made you think a little bit more i hope this made you want to go and reread some bible verses and just like look at the context um at that time and see what could have been new to, like what could have been a new information that can be brought about to you um i will say that reading with context helps you see different perspectives because there is also there's a jonah perspective there's also understanding another side of jonah that was literally just a hurt traumatized israelite who didn't want to give love to someone who made them suffer there is the perspective of nineveh who didn't know anything didn't know the word of god and lived out the way that they lived and that negatively affected other people but were given a second chance 
we could look at it from a different perspective where it's Nineveh and there's just like, yeah, we did it. God give us a second chance. Let's go. Which one of the greatest things, and I think we should explore, is the fact that Nineveh heard the call and changed. That's also another perspective because Jonah heard the call and ran and then got a second chance. So there's a lot, there's so much, there's so much to explore in the book of Jonah and I can't wait to do it with you. I will see you all later. Bye.